Church, one thing you've probably figured out about me by now is that I love to garden. And not only do I love to garden, I want to make sure that our property always is a bright green space here in the Park Heights community. Because there, unfortunately, there unfortunately aren't too many bright green spots. But St. Ambrose, I try to make sure that we're well maintained and our grass is cut and we look good. And But I plant and I, you know, most of you know, I have my little garden here behind the house. And that garden keeps me sane. <laughs> As many of you who like your plants and gardening know, nothing just soothes my soul more than going out in that garden for about 45 minutes an hour and just putts and pull weeds and check on things. And But I also have a selfish motivation with doing it because there's nothing like a big old summer tomato. Who knows what I'm talking about? Mm. Not one of those waxy things you buy at the Giant, but one that you go off and you pick right off the vine, or those little cherry tomatoes or the pear-shaped ones. You can pop them in like candy. And I don't care if my doctor told me, you know, they're an, they're an inflammatory. They make your joints hurt. I said, I don't want to hear that at all. I'm going to have my tomato sandwich there's no way around it some lettuce some tomatoes salt and pepper maybe a piece of cheese glass of iced tea who knows what i'm talking about amen but this year i was delayed if you remember right i tried to get it in before memorial day and then we had all that 50 degree rainy days and i got delayed and then i was leaving for retreat and so i was anxious to get it out there and the, very much like our gospel today i quickly made sure that as soon as the weather was right and then it got hot and it was unbearable so i'd go out in the evening when i could or early in the morning but i wanted to make sure my tomato plants were in and i wanted to make sure the garden was set before i went away on retreat and like that i did right before i left last week i had everything done and then like the gospel i come home last night what was the first thing i did i went out into my garden to check on things and i already had to pull weeds some of those persistent ones come up. And just like the scripture, I was away for a week. It's doing its thing back there. And it just, you don't know how it all happens or where those weeds come from, but it just takes over. And, 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 and the Lord just makes sure that it's cared for with the rain and the sun. And one day in about a month or so, I'm gonna be chewing on a big old tomato. But brothers and sisters, that whole gardening scene that we hear throughout our readings today. And then, as I mentioned, I come home and the garden just did what a garden does. The sunflower seeds I planted actually already came up, but with them, the weeds around them. And then when you stop and look in these months, then I went away. And I truly challenge all of us to take a retreat. If it's on your porch, or you get in the car and you drive to a park, or drive up to Emmitsburg to Mother Seton Shrine for a day, 
but try to find some time in these days that you will go away and you will be just with Jesus. Because that will do your soul and your body good. Amen? Amen? So try to find it, promise me. A glass of tea out on the porch in the quiet will do your soul wonders. And I have to confess, this past week I was away. Strangely, you were getting rain, but in Cape May I had sun. So see, God is good. Except for Friday. But like I always say, a rainy day at the beach is always better than a good day at work. And so brothers and sisters, I confess because I did, I went away. And I think what I'm going to say to you is probably what my challenge is in the light of the scripture that we're given today as well. I took many things with me. And one thing that I am very good at is worrying. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You like to worry. I had the burden of my mom. My mom is in a good place. She's been, dis she's been discharged from physical therapy and the visiting nurse. She's at the point where she can walk to the top of the hill with her dog. She's doing okay. I worry about this place and trying to get us through. It's been over a year and here we are and the crowds are slowly coming in. So thanks be to God, St. Ambrose survived. So, but yet I worry about it. And that school building that has been a ball and chain for me for the last eight years, there's hope. The developer extended, they extended the due diligence period and there's even in the midst of some of the difficulty that we had, we had to go back and redesign the building because of the issues that we had. But the developer, everybody, was involved and they want this to happen and they extended it to December which is a good very good piece of news and I'm worried about our fraternity Father Bill and I will there be other friars to come and join us in fraternity will this pandemic ever end is it going to have an end and you just how, how many of you know you're not happy sometime unless you're worrying and that's my confession to you today because basically it's my need to control. And how many of you can give me an amen? Because after all, I am the pastor. But then I have to realize that I serve a divine shepherd and that I just take care of this place. It's his and it belongs to him. But that's my fault. I think I'm in charge. I think I'm in control. I think that whatever's going to happen, that I'm going to be able to control it and be able, well, guess what? No, no. And so today's beautiful collection of readings, when you look at what I just said of gardening and thinking that you're in control and being able to have the grace to just let go and let God do what God does. When we listen to that first reading, my favorite prophet is Ezekiel. Ezekiel says what? Through the Lord, voice of the Lord. I, the Lord God, will tear off an upper branch of that tree and plant it on the highest mountain. 
planted high and it will be seen, it will send forth its branches and it will bear much fruit and the fruit will hang over everyone's heads for easy picking and the birds of the air will come and make their nests in its branches isn't that a beautiful image church that's what God can do all the trees will know that I am the Lord God now that's a beautiful image of a garden but he goes on to say, whatever is low, I will make high. And whatever is high, I will bring low. Whatever is dead and withered, I will fill it with life and it will sprout to give praise and glory. Why? Because he is God. And that's why. That the wonderful message for the people. When, once, when something is one thing, the prophet Isaiah said, God can turn it to make it something else. When it is dead, God will bring it to life as he did his son Jesus. And if something is so full of itself, like we are at times, God will bring it down and help us realize that God takes lowly and raises it up. But God also takes those who are in lofty places and will bring them down. And brothers and sisters, the church has an endless list of people. Saint Francis, son of a wealthy merchant, thought he was all that. And just embracing a leper brought Francis down to the point where he was a fellow follower and lover of the poor. When we look at brothers and sisters, Mother Lang, a motley group of women down on Chase Street, raised up the lowly and made it strong. And here they are 175 years later. The first thing for us to remember in that scripture is that, that God lifts up and God has the ability to bring down. So the important part of that is we need to get ourselves out of the way, which was what Ezekiel was saying a thousand or so years, two thousand years ago. And we need to let God do what God does. And so, brothers and sisters, the church pairs that reading beautifully with that second reading from Paul to the Corinthians. Beautiful line that all of us need to feast on as you're driving home today, brothers and sisters. We walk by faith, not by sight. Because when we follow the, our eyes and we look at something, like the prophet Ezekiel was saying, you look at something and you think it's dead, what? Then you think it's dead. But if you look through the eyes of faith, something that is dead, my God can take it, shake it, break it, and bring it all the way up to it is fully alive and it is bearing fruit. And so, brothers and sisters, let's make it our aim. Please, Jesus, just as Ezekiel says, God lifts us up and brings us down, but Paul tells us the reason and way we stay on that steady path is that we take one foot and put it in the other, and we always make sure that we are walking in that faith that Jesus Christ has given us. And the last I checked, brothers and sisters, that faith is truly a gift. Are you grateful for that gift today? 
And so when we walk in that faith, brothers and sisters, again, the same thing I packed up, all that craziness I packed up and carried to Cape May with me, we sit here today with our own baggage around you while you sit in that bench. How many of you have a bag full of, I'm worried about everyone, their safety and their health? If not everybody else, I'm worried about myself. There it is, it's in the suitcase sitting right next to you right now. What else did you pack up? That everyone, brothers and sisters, we worry about jobs and we worry about family and we worry about our positions. We worry about our relationships. We worry and we worry and we worry and we worry and we start walking by sight and before you know it, we're sitting in the room in the dark because we have lost track with whom we are to be walking with and in whose footsteps we are to walk in. So today, let's look at all that craziness that we drag with us at times. And how many of you are sitting here today and you are worn down and you are weary? And you need to let Jesus come in and you need to let him take that lowliness that you're feeling and raise it up high that you are dancing because you know that you walk by faith and not by the sight of this world. Brothers and sisters, let's stop today and let's look at that message. Because brothers and sisters, if we let go and we let God, major things begin to happen. And I know by the time I got there on Monday, it probably took me till Tuesday evening or Wednesday morning to realize, Paul, you are such a fool. You are such a fool because I began to make sure that I was walking without Jesus. And those moments in our lives, brothers and sisters, which are so important for us to stop and to get away from what is most familiar, reminds us of who we are most familiar to, and that is Jesus. And so, as we walk through these summer months, and yes, it's summer, it's going to be 4th of July before we know it. And so church, if you want to be a part, because what that gospel reminded us, Jesus used that parable to say that we are part of a reign. We are part of a kingdom. He always starts, the kingdom of God is like, the reign of God is like. I don't know about you, but I would prefer living in his kingdom any day over the crazy we got going on today. And I would love and I always have him as my king and I live in his reign. And so for us ourselves, again, health, anxiety, family, our need to control and our need to have power. Brothers and sisters, let it go. Let it go and let God do what God does. Amen.